Good morning. It's Thursday, November 23rd. Here's what we're working on. The Rainbow Bridge in Niagara remains closed after a crash and explosion at the border crossing. Brantford police are offering a $10,000 reward for any information regarding a 2016 murder. And the first five episodes of Squid Game, The Challenge, have dropped. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. A lot calmer in our region. Do you hear me now? I okay. guess my mic was on. Was not on. Oh, do I you hear, hear me you. now, Laura? Yes. Okay. We're that's good. good. Yeah. Uh, I did not do the uh, thing that I'm supposed to do. Is uh, turn on my mic. So that's good. Hello, hey. Brian. Hey. Go. Good morning. Morning. Hello. Okay. Yeah. What's going on today? Uh, today uh, we could see a little bit of sunshine today, but we could also see a shower for the day today. Okay. But yeah, we're starting off mild. Six yeah, degrees uh, will be the high. We're at three right now, which is above seasonal for a start to the day. So six degrees today, but chance of a shower. Oh, but it's going to get cold tonight. It'll be a chilly overnight and a chilly day tomorrow with that F word in there. Some flurries in the forecast for the day tomorrow. We'll talk about that coming up. Quick check on traffic here this morning. As you can see, a 403 Waterdown Road area is doing okay. Usually this time of the morning, really the, the volume hasn't started to build yet. That's the way you'll see it on our MTO traffic cameras. We just show you a few here. Here's Centennial Parkway. That's really good right now. Later on this morning, oh yeah, that really gets jammed. But right now we're fine. Top of the Burlington Skyway Bridge looks good. East of Appleby Line, Toronto Bound Lane's coming towards us, heading toward Oakville, doing all right. Right now we are collision-free. We are, um, there's still some lingering construction, so we're not construction-free yet, but uh, that, will, uh, that will progress as the morning goes on, and we'll look at weather and traffic coming up right now. The news. Okay, thanks very much. Well, the Rainbow Bridge remains closed after a fiery crash on the U.S. side of the border killed two people. That led to the closure temporarily of all four crossings in Niagara. Simone Gavros joins us now with more on, uh, on what happened. Hi, and I will. Yes, it was a very fluid and concerning situation yesterday when the initial car crash happened at the Rainbow Bridge, given the nature of the crash and the timing so close to Thanksgiving in the United States. But we are learning more about the crash as this investigation continues. Reports say that the two people inside the car were husband and wife and were there when it struck the side of a building at the border and security footage of the crash shows the car traveling at an extremely high speed before hitting a median and going airborne. Now the footage shows that when the car hit the building, it burst into flames. And now initially there were concerns that the crash was terror related. Law enforcement on both sides of the border jumped into action, ramping up security at the borders and airports out of an abundance of caution and also shutting down border crossings in Niagara. But the FBI confirmed in a statement last night that they found no connection to terrorism or explosive material at the scene. Now, yesterday we spoke to witnesses who were near the crash site and they described what they saw. We heard a sound and uh, it was like a boom, a loud sound. So we got our attention and everybody rushed to the window just to see what was happening. Parts of the car was just all over the place, but I didn't see anything flying. I was hoping that we were all going to be safe and then out of that place. And at the same time, I was curious to know what was going on. This, this is like the first time, my first time experiencing something like this, so I was a bit curious as well. 
Now, the FBI says that the matter has been handed over to the Niagara Falls Police Department as a traffic investigation, and Niagara Falls Mayor Jim Diodati says the Rainbow Bridge may reopen this weekend. Tim, I'll send things over to you. All right, thanks, Simone. Well, Brantford Police, they are offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the person responsible for the 2016 death of 45-year-old Jeffrey James Roberts. Roberts was reported missing on November the 11th, 2016, after he had not been seen or heard from since November 5th. He was later found dead on November 21st when a citizen located his body in a field near the West Street Highway 403 overpass. His death was ruled a homicide. Seven years later, officers remain committed to finding the person or persons responsible for his murder and are asking anyone with information to come forward or call Crime Stoppers. Hamilton police are looking for a man after a suspicious incident near Tim Hortons Field. Police say a 10-year-old child was approached by a man at Melrose Avenue and Cannon Street around 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon, claiming to pick them up from school. They say the child sensed something was off and walked away. The man is white, about 6 feet tall, with short blonde hair. He had several piercings on his face and tattoos on both hands. He was wearing a dark blue coat and gray sweatpants. There are increased calls for a return to urgent health care at two centers in Niagara. And I'm calling on this government to do the right thing. By using emergency funding and sending in appropriate staffing, we can ensure Fort Erie has the 24-7 health care they need and deserve. There's Niagara Falls MPP Wayne Gates, whose writing includes Douglas Memorial Urgent Care in Fort Erie, has presented a petition at Queen's Park with over 4,000 signatures. It demands the return of around-the-clock urgent care in Fort Erie and Port Colborne. They've been without it since July because of staff shortages. A spokesperson for Niagara Health says the urgent care centers are not for emergencies and staff will coordinate a transfer to an emergency department if required. The city of Hamilton's moving ahead with a massive building proposed for the waterfront at Pier 8. Council has approved a change to the city's bylaw that will allow for a 45-story tower near the end of Guy's Street. It's expected to have more than 400 units. The city says the tower is intended to achieve landmark status and serve as a visual anchor on the waterfront. The bylaw amendment also states that the added height will allow for larger units. Let's stay in Hamilton because it looks like the city will not be getting a vacant unit tax after all, at least not yet anyways. Uh, oh, so that is defeated. Uh, six, six, one. Yeah, in an effort to increase Hamilton's housing stock earlier this year, city staff or city council that is uh, directed staff to create a policy to tax owners of vacant properties an additional 1%. Now, in January, that passed with a 10 to 5 vote. But during yesterday's city council meeting, a vote to finally enact that bylaw, it failed in a 6-6 vote when, with one person not voting. Their three councillors were absent, including past supporters Cameron Kretsch and Narinder Nan. The mayor also declared a conflict and abstained from voting, saying she's currently the landlord of a vacant unit. Now, in a tweet, Nan says that she had to step out to care for a sick family member and was beyond disappointed to come back to find the bill had failed, saying it lacks professionalism and disregards the work already put into the program. Councillor Maureen Wilson also expressed her, expressed her disappointment on Twitter, saying she trusts that, that good judgment will prevail and the course will be corrected.
In the meantime, British Columbia is expanding its speculation and vacancy tax. The NDP government introduced it in 2018. It will now apply to 59 cities and towns in British Columbia. Vernon, Penticton, Courtney and Kamloops are among the 13 communities that have been added. Starting in 2025, residential property owners will have to declare how they used their home in 2024. BC has collected $313 million from this speculation and vacancy tax, which has been used to fund affordable housing in the municipalities that the tax applies to. Another hurdle to giving blood in this country has been lifted. Health Canada has granted approval to stop a ban on blood donations from people who lived in or traveled to the UK, Ireland or France for long periods of time in the 1980s and 90s. The ban was adopted to prevent the transmission of the human form of mad cow disease. Earlier this year, Canadian Blood Services also ended a practice prohibiting gay men from donating blood. All right, with it being American Thanksgiving down south, all eyes will be on the NFL with three games taking place, meaning the NHL, NBA, they don't want to compete, so both leagues have no games on this holiday. But a full slate last night, including the Raptors, in tough against the Pacers. Raptors down one. Both teams with a timeout here if you need it. Any issues? Collision there. Here's Scotty. Turns the corner. Slam dunk. And a foul. Scotty Barnes coming through right there. The go-ahead bucket with 27 seconds left to put the Raps ahead for good over the high-powered Indiana offense, who had a chance to win it on their final possession after Gary Trent Jr. missed both his free throws, but the three... Did not fall. Toronto back in the win column with the 132-131 win. Back by Pascal, Siakam, Pascal Siakam's 36 points. They host Chicago tomorrow. Tried the underhand scoop. Couldn't get it up to the rim. He had to pass it to Jay putting his head down. To our other favorite team, the OKC Thunder, led by who else? Hamilton Shea, Gilgis Alexander, who's having himself a season. He had quite the game against doubles in front of his home fans in Oklahoma City, who were chanting MVP. And why not? SGA would drop 40 points, now averaging over 30 a game, but also had 12 assists, becoming only the second Canadian after Steve Nash to have a 40-point double-double. OKC wins their sixth straight game, 116-102 over Chicago. Things not as hunky-dory for another Hamilton lad as Oilers' Darnell Nurse during warm-ups before their game at Carolina takes a puck off the head after deflecting off the crossbar. Nurse would uh, leave warm-ups and have to be stitched oh, up. Oh. Yeah, stitched. yeah, stuff there too. Not oh. looking too good. Missed the start of the game, but he's a hockey player, so of course he played. Oilers not playing their best as they would allow four first-period goals to the Canes. Lose their third straight, 6-3 the final. They have the third worst record in the league for a team that had cup aspirations. Michael took that pass away. Sabres get it back again. Here's Benson in front. What a move, scores! So most of the time scoring your first career NHL goal is not pretty. Not the case for Sabres rookie Zach Benson. Look at this! What? Through the legs? Bar down? Whoa! Wow. That is goal number one. The 13th overall pick in this summer's draft was uh, playing in his ninth game for Buffalo, but we'll always have a story in that highlight video to show the grandkids. Capitals, they would get the last laugh, though, as they beat Buffalo 4-3 in overtime. And big day in Montreal on Wednesday as the downtown was packed as the Alouettes celebrated their first great cup since 2010. 
With no school because of a province-wide strike, many took to the streets to celebrate the underdog Owls winning the cup in a thrilling 28-24 win over the favored Bombers. This is not video of the parade. This is video of them winning on Sunday. My bad. Great to see the CFL alive and well in the Bell Province with a new owner and revitalized fan base. Means good things for the league going forward. I'll get that video of the parade. There was a parade. I can guarantee I it. I can give you some video of me in the Santa Claus parade if that helps. Why not? I've got I'm, it right I here. Just, I'm choosing whatever video I want, I guess, this morning. <laughs> Come on, let's just show a video, whatever. <laughs> uh, I can show you some uh, traffic cameras. Uh, how would that be? Uh, we can start with this this morning. This is the 403 and Waterdown Road area. Actually, in the past 12 minutes, it's getting a little bit busier here. We showed this at 6 o'clock, and it was moving really nicely. Now it's getting just a little bit slow. I want to dip into uh, this particular camera. This is the uh, 405 Queensland-Lewiston Bridge Crossing. There are some flashing lights way in the distance there. I was trying to focus in to find that particular camera but the, the the crossing is open there's no problems right here of course being the american thanksgiving uh you might be heading toward the states but remember now the uh, rainbow bridge is completely closed from yesterday's problems uh we'll show you some other cameras centennial parkway still looks good west of brant street nothing there east of dorval i did have a word of a collision around dorval but i can't find it on any of our cameras here so uh, we'll flip ahead to cooksville creek that's still moving pretty nicely right now Temperature this morning, um, we are above seasonal, not quite as mild as it was yesterday morning, where we were 7 degrees to start the day. 3 right now, it is a partly cloudy sky, light southwest wind. Uh, as far as air quality is concerned for the day today, once again, no real problems. It's in the low risk category, both morning and afternoon for school today. Uh, 6 degree high, bit of a west wind though, 30 gusting to 50, and there is a slim chance of a shower a little later on today, otherwise mostly cloudy. Low pressure system tracking to the north with a trailing cold front is going to go through. That's going to drop our temperatures, and you're going to notice that overnight tonight. But today, not bad, 6 and 7 degrees. There is a chance of a shower later on this afternoon as that cold front gets closer. But yeah, temperatures around to just above uh, seasonal for the day today. But look at tonight, chilly for Niagara, minus 2, minus 4 here this end of the lake with a wind chill of minus 8. So it'll be a cold start to the morning tomorrow. And then tomorrow, temperatures don't climb. Well, two for Niagara, but zero to plus one. And we could get some flurries during the day tomorrow. A little bit of sunshine, but it looks like some flurries in the forecast for tomorrow. So 23rd of November already out the door this morning. Partly cloudy, light winds. Temperature right now, three. Long range in a few minutes. Annette, Tim. Okay, let's go medium range up to Chit Chat and find out what Emily is going to be talking about today. Well, the Sky Diggers, a big band uh, from the 80s, Canadian band, they are going to be coming to Hamilton to spend a little holiday cheer mm -hmm. with us. We'll talk about that. Okay, we'll okay. see you at the couch in a little bit. I'll be there. Okay, coming up after the break, are we going to see some relief at the pumps? Could be. We'll tell you why. Six seventeen on your Thursday morning, and the Canadian dollar is up just one basis point in overseas trading to seventy-three point zero eight cents U.S. Gold is up a dollar, while crude fell another seventy-five cents to seventy-six dollars and thirty-five cents a barrel. More on the price of oil in just a moment. Let's check European uh, trading, though. In midday, uh, markets are down in London, up though in Frankfurt and Paris.
Off to Asia we go. Markets are closed in Tokyo, but up in Hong Kong and Shanghai. North American markets on Wednesday. Slight gains for TSX on Bay Street. Some triple-digit gains for the Dow Jones. Gains for the Nasdaq. Uh, Wall Street closed today for the uh, American Thanksgiving. Gas prices could be dropping. It's because the price of oil has plunged 4% after a scheduled meeting of the biggest oil producing nations was delayed. The oil cartel member nations were expected to discuss further cuts to global supply at the upcoming OPEC plus meeting. The group postponed that meeting until the 30th of this month, but they haven't given a reason. The global benchmark, which is Brent crude, has dropped to $79 U.S. a barrel. And the U.S. benchmark, which is West Texas Intermediate Crude, is down to a little more than $75 a barrel. Bank of Canada governor says while there's evidence inflation ticked down earlier this week, now is not the time to think about cutting interest rates. When we see clear evidence that we're, we're on that path of 2% inflation, um, that will be a time to start thinking about cutting interest rates. Uh, right now, it is not time to start thinking about cutting interest rates. Um, you know, we, you know, we're not, that evidence is, is just not clear enough yet. And back on Tuesday, StatsCan data showed inflation in October was lower than the month before, 3.1%, but there have been several ups and downs over the past six months. And the Bank of Canada governor says he wants to see an overall downward trend towards the 2% target. Bank of Canada is expected to make its next interest rate announcement coming up on December 6th. A report from Statistics Canada says hourly wages are fairly stagnant for most workers. It adds wage growth for nurses, teachers and the trades has been outpaced by wage increases for senior management and for executives. Now the average wage for those groups was $87.42 an hour. In 2006, their adjusted wage was $53.37 an hour. Inflation-adjusted wages for workers was $17.66 an hour in 2006, up to just over $23 in 2022. Ontario government wants to put an end to uh, locate fees for gas, water and other utility lines. So the province says it's to help cut costs for building roads and new homes, but also for safety. Ontario is one of the few jurisdictions in Canada where utility charges a fee for showing where their lines are underground. To avoid the fee, some projects go ahead with the dig with disastrous results. If passed, the Building Infrastructure Safety Act would streamline the process and cut down on the number of times a locate needs to be repeated. Okay, taking a break right now. Brian's going to be back with your traffic and your seven-day forecast. It includes the weekend. And it's getting colder. <laughs> 624 already, it's a Thursday morning, 23rd of November. Still have some lingering construction across the Garden City Skyway. Here's the Garden City Skyway. This is the east camera, as you can see. So uh, we're looking at Toronto-bound lanes coming towards us. We've got two lanes blocked here due to construction. How about we check the other Skyway, Burlington Skyway, on the Hamilton side, getting a little busier, but still moving okay. East of Appleby, no problems. Aaron Mills Parkway through Mississauga's fine. Even the 403 through Mississauga, no problems. Keep in mind, Hamilton Water is doing some emergency sewer work on the Jolly Cut, the mountain access. It'll be the upbound lanes, some restrictions there. That's going to be going for, well, could be a week. So 
be prepared for that. All right, checking temperatures that we have at the moment. Hamilton sitting at three. Grimsby a little cooler at two, but four and five for Mississauga into Toronto. Seasonal overnight lows, minus two. So we are above seasonal to start the morning here. Five for the daytime high. Those are our sun times and records for today. We could get a shower today. That could be a little later this afternoon, but three for the first bell this morning going into school and six. There's the high for the day, but there's that chance of a shower late this afternoon. So that's today, six degrees minus four tonight. It's going to be a lot colder uh, with a wind chill of minus eight, and that's how we'll start the day tomorrow. Tomorrow we're only going to climb to zero right on the freezing mark, so we could get some, well, some flurries during the day tomorrow, otherwise mainly cloudy. Fairly cloudy on Saturday. Clouds will build as the day goes on. At least we climb to the plus side. One uh, chance of some uh, flurry, some mixing precipitation actually on Sunday and two and then some sun, but still staying on the cool side for the beginning of next week. That's your forecast. Tim. Okay, tea at the White House is now being served on Parliament Hill, not a cross border coup. This tea is from tea at the White House right down the road from us mm -hmm. in Waterdale. We've been there many times. They're specially packed. Maple Earl Grey is now being sold in the Parliamentary Boutique in Ottawa. Now that's Flamborough MP Dan Muse with uh, Andrew May from the tea shop. You can pick up Maple Earl Grey in Ottawa or in Waterdown. It's also available at the Tea at the White House website. And many thanks to Andrew mm -hmm. for sending along a little package for us yesterday, making us aware of this. So this is you. this is the best because uh, hey, Andrew. Very good. Thank morning, you, Andrew. Um, Andrew knows that I love my Earl Grey and I love to put maple syrup in my Earl Grey. So yeah. when I told him that, he's like. We actually have something for you right yeah. here. Maple and it, infused and Earl Grey. And it's cool because now that they're selling it on Parliament Hill, oh, it little. has the little seal. Oh. Seal of approval there. Congrats, guys. Yeah. You've never been there. Great spot. Andrew's the best. And yeah. everybody, everybody that works there. So uh, good stuff. Okay. Uh, one half hour down on your Thursday morning. It is getting chilly. Uh, that calls for a tea. Oh, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Does that mean i got to make you one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go now.